Like I was telling Emily, I'm not a big pizza guy. Pizza commercials, absolutely killing me these days. <laughs> absolutely killing me. I don't know why. It's just, so we'll have pizza this weekend probably. But mm. I guess the key is not to just completely <laughs> like bloat myself over the course of one weekend and just like <laughs> sw- swollen like a tick on one Give day. Give it all back in 36 minutes. <laughs> what we do here is go back, 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 back. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers, occasionally, about college football and lifestyle. You can find the Wheel Route at www.thewheelroute.com on the internet. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Um, we are Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us questions, complaints, thoughts, things of that nature. Uh, and you can download the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all over the place. We're, we're, we're out here on the internet. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn, and I'm coming to you guys from Rainsville, Florida, Stewart, Florida. It has been, uh, we're, we're making up for a pretty dry summer um, these past few days. So things are looking lush. Um, and yeah, I mean, just happy to be here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am once again in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia where the mornings are starting to feel autumnal. Mm. Uh, it's quite nice, and it's carrying into some of the days as well. It's not just like, oh, here's a crisp morning, and we turn the, the burners on. Um, <laughs> it's, staying, it's staying nice and mild. So uh, once again, we love the seasons here in the Valley. We are very blessed. Um, right. I'm on Twitter.com, at Shane Jordan. I would like to be the first... Uh, in sports media to congratulate Roger Federer on a career well done. Um, probably someone I underappreciated in his prime. Um, I was thinking about it today, and he he's probably, I kind of feel the same way about him or felt the same way about him as I do about current era Scotty Scheffler in that he is just ruthlessly efficient. Um, okay. But like the entertainment value and and the pop and the spice is not in my personal wheelhouse the way I would like it to be. So I probably don't appreciate him or Scotty as much as I should. Interesting. Scotty's a big Can, seltzer water guy, though, turns out. So we, we might be does. onto something here. He loves the Waterloo. Um, is there a, a, a tennis player that you do that does pop for you out of curiosity? Like I, I always is it, found is it a tennis thing. Yeah, I always found myself pulling for like Nadal in the Nadal Federer head to heads or like mm. Roddick. I always wanted to see Roddick climb that mountain. The Wimbledon yeah. marathon that he had with Federer. Uh, that was, that was iconic. My yeah. heart. Were we, in, one of the were we in Virginia Beach for that one? I think I was at the lake. Okay. We were, at, we were in Virginia Beach for a Wimbledon final. But we were definitely there for Andy Murray when he lost. Oh, sad Andy. Yeah. Yeah. When he like broke down. No. So anyhow, that's I I find it interesting that you like the the comparison between Federer and Scheffler is interesting to me. 
Um, but I think I'm approaching it more from an aesthetic standpoint. Like I, I think, I think Scheffler's direct aesthetic comparison is Nadal just from a like kind of violent, almost doesn't work sort of thing. Whereas Federer was always kind of like the like artistry in motion and the one handed backhand. The one handed backhand was was, it's was beautiful. So nice. But I like think if you just look you, at if you look at Nadal and like Nadal has the physical passes, just the like the giant fill out a tank top is an athlete, keeps yeah. a tight rig. Federer did not necessarily, yeah. and that's fine. He was um, an everyman. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that Scotty Scheffler is like, oh, there's an athlete. Like he's a tall dude. It <laughs> makes fair. it work. But from like, that from that standpoint, that makes sense. Yeah. Doctor yeah. mm. Doctor Colin Smith's gonna hate this conversation. He's a one header Federer hater for no reason at all. Oh. So <laughs> just this is good. We could lay it on thick. Welcome I'm to the right mad. side of history. I'm not mad, Colin. Colin. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Who's whose um, lovely timber is that? No, sorry, I I barged, I barged in on the topic no. because Jordan stole my intro topic, um, and I needed to get I need to get my thoughts off. But uh, my name is Jason Crick. I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg. Where yeah, it's it's been it's been wonderful weather the last couple of days. I I played <laughs> golf this afternoon. It was perfect. It was like high sixties, low seventies, just just mm. lovely out. Um. Yeah, I, I tweet things. Say what? I said that does sound lovely. You guys, yeah, you should come yes. try it sometime. It increasingly yeah. working. You're on. Always welcome. You're working on. Um, it. I tweet things at Jason Crick, um, and yeah, I, I too uh, could could dedicate you know a good forty five minutes of this podcast to Roger Federer. <laughs> um, I I have uh, I have stand for a long time. I I love Roger Federer. I love the way he plays tennis. I love that he like kind of floated around the court and just like. He never looked like he was trying super hard, and I always really appreciate athletes like that that just mm-hmm. kind of like glide and are way better than I could fathom being at a at a thing. Um, so yeah, love Raj. Hope he retires happily. Hope he spends a lot of time just relaxing and just being all grinny and and probably doing some TV because he's probably gonna be great at that. So oh Very yeah, good. I would imagine yeah. Fitting, fitting all the way around. Indeed. Shout out to one of the greats. Um, you guys uh, drinking anything delicious this evening? I have uh, some cranberry lime polars tonight. Oh, lovely. Yeah, they are. I have a Shiner Bach. Oh, hook them wow. horns. Love Shiner Bach. So Texas good. is back. My, in honor of Texas's backness, I am drinking a Shiner Bach. They've covered a large spread in exactly one week in a row. That's big. That's basically a streak. I'm a more I'm gonna round it into a streak. Um, I'm just drinking that sweet, sweet H2O. But guys, today's day 74, day 75 is tomorrow. Come Saturday, daddy's back on the beers. So <laughs> Do you do you have your like your entry point mapped out yet, or are you just gonna kind of roll with Saturday and see? What um, happens? I I mean I I we're, are we're you just bandying. like man? I cannot wait to get my lips on a bottle of Miller Lite, or is it more? <laughs> it's just not like, no. Oh, I think I think I'm gonna go. There's been some some preliminary discussions about maybe uh, going to one of our uh, local brewery establishments that we like to go to, um, Civil Society. Actually, the hat I have on. 
um, in civil society. Good spot. Um, so yeah, we might we might swing through there. Weather doesn't look tremendous this weekend. I was trying to to fit in a little Saturday morning golf followed by beers, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. So I'm gonna you know I'm, gonna hold, that, I'm holding the weekend report. with an open hand. That report could change a couple times before Saturday. So, well, that's probably true, but it has. It, it would appear that we just have a little bit of delayed tropical wave rolling through. We we do have our eyes on the tropics as well. There is a uh, there is a storm um, spinning its way in this general area, but uh, most of the tracks have it tra- tracking a little bit north uh, before making landfall. If it does, so let's uh, we'll keep those vibes up for sure. Logan, in the in a kind of adjacent thread to your weather updates, feel mm-hmm. it feels like a while since we've got a a lawn and landscaping update oh, man, from the guys. Florida <laughs> Turf Management Division. <laughs> no, no, I mean no free ads, but uh, I do uh, subscribe to you know a a certain day of the week themed um, <laughs> lawn care service, and let me tell you, things have things have really taken a, a improving turn here in the lawn. Nice. It looks great, very lush in the front. Um, I have. I mean, it's been raining, and um, I, I did begin an operation a couple of weeks ago to retake my backyard, uh, which is mostly weedy uh, at this point, but has grown in tremendously since we moved in. Um, but do some overseed uh, back there with uh, a little bit of um, uh, Bermuda, which I think should hopefully at least get green and, and fill in, which is the goal. Um, so I do have your typical Floritam, Florida, you know, St. Augustine grass in the front yard. Uh, and the backyard is not that, so I, I do have the rare two two surfaces. Um, but you know, if I get really crazy, I could you know start working on chipping from you know, God knows I chip from enough St. Augustine grass around here. Uh, have, to, have to punch out occasionally. So, um, but yeah, no, thank you for asking. Things are going well. Keeping up with it. My uh, the the big I guess development that I had last year was uh, I found this YouTube video uh, these <laughs> this YouTube channel this guy like works on Florida lawns and he tells you how to do all the things you got bare spots in your lawn this is how you fix it and damn he was right <laughs> you do have it's to a wild see I've been telling you guys for years it's wild what you can learn on YouTube oh no yeah for sure I learned how to use Microsoft Project today on YouTube so. But been making Gantt charts all day. Schedule. Have you have you added it to your LinkedIn skills uh, section? No, I haven't. But okay. uh, but you know it 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 fits within the Microsoft suite of products. Products. Yeah. Frankly, I'm not sure why it's not an extension on Excel, but that's a different conversation. I don't think Microsoft's ready to have it personally. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, but yeah, no, lawn lawn's coming along. Uh, you guys got a. Got anything else? Any big weekend plans? Hunkered down? Cozy boy season? I mean, we're getting there. Love it's it. It's about, about time to get these uh, pants involved golf fits off. It's about, so it was, about it was time pretty, to bust loose the Q-zips. Love it. Here. It was pretty it's almost great today. Season. You know what season and it almost is? What? It's okay. almost Henley season, Logan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there we go. Well, Jason, Listen, I almost Jason. Uh, sent you a link. I get I get some emails from various online retailers, um, one of which uh, purports to offer a performance short-sleeved Henley shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very moisture-wicking, uh, like three or four buttons on that bad boy. I think um, that's aggressive. Wow. Definitely not Henley. in my my closet. Or, I feel like I, I feel like I gotta get a little more yoked up for that to, for that to work. Or my start hitting the pack deck maybe, with Tim like, Tebow. Maybe if yeah. I was vacationing in Europe, 
I would yeah. really bust that out. That's a I feel like you can wear anything. That's a real. That's a real. You can and capri pants. Yeah, that's a real yeah. noho Hank look. I think. I'll, yeah, I'll cuff my pants a couple times and put a performance yeah. Henley on. I think that's right. <laughs> uh, this is straight out of the uh, straight out of the wardrobe of um, the first lady of the We're Out podcast, little brother's uh, <laughs> wardrobe from like his days at Broadway High School. Yep, <laughs> he was big on the uh, the extra medium Henleys. So but, Europe you know. or Rockingham County? I mean, honestly. Before. If I yeah. looked like that, I I don't blame him. <laughs> when you feel uh, out don't of shirt, shake your head at me back shirt. there. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, it was it was a little gray today, overcast, and I went to the office, exceedingly chilly in the office, and I was having I was having some slight cozy boy vibes, guys. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll have you know, this, the AC was doing it to me. The the low light levels was doing it to me. Oh. And um, you guys will also be happy to know I did take the train. Uh, uh, again today. So oh yeah, I, how's that going? I'm, I'm yeah, a two-time two 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 tri-rail. This our, our Florida rail report. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's insanely convenient. Now, you will find that um, you have to put train stations where the train tracks are, and where the train tracks are all, often doesn't necessarily correlate with the best parts of, of town and various areas. So, once you can kind of get over that mental hurdle that you're not exactly walking in always to the best spots. The place where I get on the train in West Palm Beach is not, it's, it's not the most welcoming vibes, <laughs> put it that way. A uh, little, it just, you know, it's just not that nice. But I think that the, the tri-rail has uh, probably acquired some property that was easy to acquire along the train lines in various areas. So, but yeah, no, I drive down there, hop on. I, I got some work done uh, in my 30 couple minute ride from, uh, from Northwest Palm Beach all the way down to Boca Raton today. So it was nice. It was raining in the afternoon. So I did have to put on the rain jacket and hoof it through the rain to get back to the station. But, uh, you know, it's all part of it. Part It's all part of being a super commuter these days, you know? <laughs> well, the shareholders but, are very grateful, Logan. Yeah, yeah. But um, it would appear that you could totally ride this train for free also. I, I have not at any point ever been even remotely checked as to if I have a ticket, if I have a pass, if I have a card, I see, I, I have purchased a pass, at least <laughs> most of my trips. I think I accidentally didn't do one on my first one, but the guy told me I was all good and just let me on. So that was fine. But cause I was asking, but if you don't ask, if you just confidently walk on the train, there's, there's like a 99% chance that you could just, you go all the way to Miami airport. You'd be riding all day to turn that thing around and bring it back, you know? <laughs> Throw that, throw that train in a circle, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I know you do. So I don't know you do. Um, it's it's fine. It would appear there's a lot of high school kids that ride the train, which I was surprised to see. I think there are some maybe some charter school situations or magnet schools throughout mm-hmm. Palm Beach County, uh, art school or something that maybe uh, some some kids hop on the train West Palm and, and go down to Boca or or whatever. So um, gives you a slightly more safe <laughs> feeling if there's you know children milling about um but yeah we're good two for two so far congrats thanks um all right cool well anyhow college football huh how about how about college football it's a thing it, it's happening right i think we aired uh let's let's quickly circle back on the uh, nebraska coaching conversation real quick i think 
and maybe I'm forgetting. Did anybody say Matt Campbell's name when we were when I was lobbying heavily for Mark Stoops? Okay, I don't yeah. recall anyone saying Matt Campbell's name. Uh, you, you had you Mark had Stoops vision. blinders on yeah. so yeah. hard. Well, I was upset. All right, I was upset. <laughs> it's I'm speaking from a place of emotion. I had to. <laughs> he, I think Campbell makes the most sense uh, as at least a primary candidate. I don't. He seems like maybe a bit of an enigma to me, and that he certainly has had interviews you would think has interviewed for other jobs at various points in his tenure and i would put him squarely in the mark stoops or even um the category like like brian kelly like matt has has maxed out his current situation and i don't know that you have necessarily realistic national title aspirations at iowa state i don't know that he wants to do that um he always gets bandied about as an nfl guy too and hasn't ever left for an nfl job so uh, I don't know. I think he'd be a good fit in, in in the in the area and all that. But uh, I don't know if you guys had any other names that sprung to mind. And I apologize for I apologize for not listening. No, that's okay. Thanks. We understood for where you were coming from. Clarification. You get it. Yeah. Um, John Gruden was one that popped Ooh. up uh, on the message boards. Maybe Urban Meyer, John Gruden co-coach. <clears throat> yeah, I did see Urban as well. The John Gruden thing was more surprising because I saw it in relation to like a video clip of him at the Arkansas touchdown club, who has apparently just been getting a list. Yeah. Guest wasn't after a list doing like a stand up set there or something the other day. I saw him like just fine bomb was off. there. Co- they had coach. O there bragging wow. about his $17 million uh, handshake out the door. That was, that was hilarious. And then I John love, Gruden was there bemoaning his cancellation. Um, okay, and Feinbaum so. was there just taking out uh, Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. think. laughs> okay, dog walking him. So I, I would love to know. I think we have a we have an Arkansas fan or two who listens to the program. Um, right. If anyone's got details on the Arkansas Touchdown Club uh, or whatever this this uh, organization is, yeah, we'd love to hear them. Is it is it located like? in a on a barge on lake of the ozarks because that would be that would like be a casino better. riverboat yeah. <laughs> i mean that would fit the orgeron can you get uh, yeah. can you get internet can you get to international waters from arkansas how accessible is that right if you if you hang out non- in the direct center of the lake it is yeah. considered uh, <laughs> of- a non-extradition yeah. locality so sure. hmm. okay well we will see what happens with uh with nebraska in due time but you know, I, there's a lot of talk about, you know, oh, they're first in line. Well, sure. But yeah, I guess I'm not really, yeah, they're certainly first in line. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go because I feel like they have a lot of money and feel like they have a lot of cachet. And I feel like those attitudes outweigh some of the realities of coaching that team at this point. Um, and I think a lot of that is probably just unfortunately due to geography, but they got that B1G money, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we just jump into it? Week three. We we'll got games. Him hit him yeah. with it. All right. We're going to run through, bounce around the country real quick. Games we will not be picking. As usual, we'll be picking five games against the spread. Not the most value-centric five games. All right. We're doing this because we love a challenge. Some of us may be two and eight on the year. Um, but we're ready to dig ourselves out of a hole. I've listened to numerous podcasts and I've, I've sharpened <laughs> my takes. Bud Elliott and I have been 
Just putting our brains together. You've aligned. So <laughs> I've got the model. I've got my power rankings, my, my power ratings up, and uh, and we're doing progressions and things of that nature. First off, the blocks. I just want to mention this game, Georgia at South Carolina. This game could get super murdery. Um, South Carolina's offensive line sucks. This is also a game in which we've seen South Carolina randomly win within like the last three or four years. So yeah. I'm just saying – Keep your eyes on it. This could be the blackout. Uh, Spencer Rattler goes full Zach Calzada and and takes down uh, the juggernaut. I doubt that happens. I, I more think that this is like a 34 to 7 Georgia kind of win to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a noon game. So they mercifully get that out of the way as quick as possible uh, so we can move on to other things. Any the line there is 24 and a half. It's just, I it's got it a propensity higher. for weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Georgia what Georgia only beat Samford or whoever they played last week, like 33 to nothing. Yeah, but they like mollywopped Oregon the week That's before. That's true. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I heard some people say, like, oh, well, you know, the, the coach at Samford gave Kirby Smart his first job, so he was being kind. It's like somebody just like Dan Lanning, screw you. <laughs> 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 it's like it only works in one direction. It only works if it's the guy who gave me my job. People who no, I've Dan, Dan Lanning was being gracious to the guy who gave, yeah, oh, that's a good point. Gave right. him he learned from Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That works. Um, anyhow, this is just like a, a vintage, vintage SEC East battle here. But that's how, at South Carolina. Do you guys think we're ever going to see Spencer Rattler be like any good? Did, did he peak? Did, did he do the, the Josh Rosen and peak as a freshman? And just, <laughs> I don't like, know. Cause he's got, he's got good receivers, doesn't he? Aren't the receivers like pretty legit? In South Carolina? Yeah. They might be okay. Their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, I think that's that's the problem is sure. Is it's tough to see him. You know, we, we need to see him get settled in the pocket and that sort of thing, but he's he just a very unique looking guy. It's jarring to see him in a South Carolina jersey on the sideline. I always like am reminded, like, oh man, Spencer Rattler, there he is in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's like kind of similar colorway to Oklahoma. Sure. You've got a darker red, you've got some black <laughs> in there. Yeah, a lot of white. Right. Okay. We'll keep it rolling here. Oklahoma is at Nebraska. Um, have to think that the last week was a bit of a mercy kill to not let this game happen to to Scott Frost. Um, but I don't know. On the road, rejuvenated Nebraska. Win one for the Gipper situation. What kind of line are we working with here, Jordan? Do you? Uh, have you Why don't you this? guess? I want you guys to guess. Probably heard this on a podcast today. Uh, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. It's like 13 and a half. I'm going to say 14 and a half. I can get it at 10 and a half right now. Wow. Yeah, I love I love Oklahoma. Goodness gracious. From a value standpoint, but um, I don't know. Y- you never know. You truly uh, do. Nebraska's offense has been fine. Too, too even good. Uh, their running back, I think, has run for over 100 yards in all three games and has like five touchdowns. He's really good. Um, it's that defense, though, is bad. And Jeff Levy can get that thing cooking from a tempo standpoint. Like, I, I think I assumed that a Brent Venables, like, head coach team was going to do the Will Muschamp thing and be boring on offense. And I think I, I think I, I think I assumed wrong because uh, he hired Jeff Levy and, and, uh, they're they're tossing it around and making it happen. So shout out to Oklahoma. But 
I, I gotta think I gotta think that uh, if you wanted to put a little sprinkle there, Oklahoma would be an interesting play. That would be my personal advice. Yeah, it's that like just the, thought. that first week with an interim so unpredictable though. True. But Mark Whipple's not the head coach, but you know he's gonna be letting that thing fly now too. He's ready to he's ready to get back. He's he he's free the bugs from the shackles bunny. that bind. He just posted the bugs bunny, Lord forgive me, but it's time to go back to the old <laughs> me meme with the with the gun and, and a picture, but it's Kenny Pickett holding the holding Kenny the gun. Pickett praying. <laughs> the gloves on. Uh, see, that's a very niche college football joke. That's good. Yep. I think our, those are our best references is where we just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. Yeah. And eventually, like, what, like, Colin is the only one somewhere out there just laughing. Eventually, we're going to make a reference for one person, and we're not going to name who that one person uh, is, but don't that think, one person will know. Don't think, don't think I don't do that. Yeah. There's, there's Easter eggs strewn all over this place. Uh, USF, USF is at Florida. This is part of, a, I think, a two-for-one deal usf and florida signed you'll recall last year this was the coming official coming out party for anthony richardson um and pretty much was the beginning of the end for the dan mullen era as anthony richardson pulled his hamstring running into the end zone on a 70 yard uh, run and, and basically benched himself for the next four weeks and just caused all manner of quarterback strife uh for the uh, until until there was a mercy kill on uh, on dan mullen's part so uh i think florida is heavy heavy 24 point favorite or something in this game um would be nice to see a crisper performance out of the quarterback and no injuries uh but i think florida should be leaning on usf pretty hard their run defense is like ranked in the 100s in the country and you know billy loves to tote, get 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 the guys to tote that rock tote the rock keep the clock moving you'll be out of there in two hours 45 minutes love it love it Maybe we could we could practice throwing and catching some passes too. That would be nice. Uh, the catching part, especially. UTSA is at Texas. Uh, put this one on here. This could go one of two ways. Texas could be emboldened by their strong performance last week and and you know ride it to a strong season. Know know that they have a good defense. Their quarterback situation is a little iffy. Um, I think heading into this week, a uh, card was hurt. Yours is out for a few more weeks. Um, so we'll see. UTSA, I think, is, you know, they they were getting some preseason love. Frisky, people love Jeff Trailer, might be fun. Eh, I think they've had a little bit of a slow start to the year. They lost a um they lost an overtime game in the first week. Was that to was that to Houston? It may have been. They only play overtime games too. I think they they've also played two overtime games. Uh anyhow, just could be something to keep an eye on. Could be a good candidate for the over. We like. We like right. betting the over one games going to overtime. This is true. You also have Texas. Uh, maybe you know they could be looking. They could be looking their wounds and feeling sorry for themselves. And you know they look up and it's fourteen to three UTSA at the end of the first quarter, and, and things are getting a little, you know, squeaky bum time. I think, uh, I think I saw somewhere on the social medias that UTSA filmed their uniform reveal in Austin, and in fact, some scenes right in front of the stadium, which I find very funny. Mm. That's cool. I'm I'm always here for that very niche <laughs> spiciness on social media. <laughs> yeah, the break breaking the unwritten rules yep. of of sports information and communications. That's right. Jordan, second these... only second only in just disrespect to breaking the unwritten rules of baseball, of course. 
Well, we would never do such a thing. No, not on this podcast. Not even not on Brian McCann's watch. Um, Jordan, did you see these uh, these lids that Kansas State's rolling out this uh, this weekend? Yes. Oh, the white nice. retro logo. Yes. I'm sorry. I uh, I just went and looked at the schedule page on ESPN and a video started playing and really freaked me out. It's okay. <laughs> okay. We're back. <laughs> Fresno is at USC. Could be pointsy. I think I think Lincoln Riley has done a really good job of just airmailing the entire Oklahoma operation right into LA and they do the exact same thing Oklahoma did. Well designed yeah. offense, play little to no defense. This game kicks at 1030, so I it has a good chance of getting some of my eyeballs. Um love it. The total is 73 and a half. So hmm, that's pretty steep. That's a lot. That is a lot. That would be fun. That would be fun, potentially a stay away. But USC is the kind of team that can score 50. So, you know, and they'll get yeah. you, they'll give up some points too. If they're scoring 50, you know, they're giving up. Oh, Lincoln Riley will give up some points, brother. <laughs> we're right, we're right in there. Uh, this does have a you know patron saying to the podcast, Jake Hayner going at it for Fresno State. Uh, while he's still upright early in the season, you gotta you gotta get it while it's getting for Jake Hayner because yeah. it won't probably be, you know, they'll be pulling him out of the iron lung here pretty soon, rolling him out there to play. Uh Jordan, how are we feeling about ODU at UVA? Oh boy, not great. <laughs> well, well, a uh, like a Commonwealth Cup warm up of sorts. We get a transitive uh, Virginia Tech comparison early in the season. Um, so we just gotta not lose by what, how many? How many points they lose by seven? I just win. Three. Just win, baby. That win, win would be nice. I would take that. Yeah, uh, I think the line is eight or nine right now. Virginia is favored by. Um, hmm. Hate that I have to clarify the team that is favored in in that matchup. Um, I don't know. Like, I what's going on? Listen. The vibes. The vibes seem kind of weird. The vibes are interesting. Um, yeah. Depending on which snippets of the press conference we saw. Um, right. I, I saw a Tony Elliott quote or two that was basically like, "Y'all need to get over what happened last year on offense. That's not what we're doing anymore." I need the offense to buy in more to what we're trying to roll out here. Um, I've had some time to to chew on that. Um, I don't know. I got mixed feelings. Like, I think Me too. you have all these weapons, specifically at the wide receiver position, you have potentially the best quarterback you are going to get at this school. Um, you're free to until, recruit. Ba- until baby Kyler comes along. Yeah, until baby Kyler matures into his final <laughs> form. But, um, like, I don't know. There's a good chance Tony Elliott might not recruit anybody better than Brennan Armstrong at the quarterback sure. position. Um, so it just feels it, it's really uncomfortable to watch you then run more than you pass against Illinois when you are down multiple touchdowns for most of the game. Like, that's that's confusing. Um would not appear get, to be winning football. Yeah, I get I get what you're trying to do in terms of, oh, we're trying to establish an identity and a culture and blah, blah, blah. Um, Tony Bennett did the same thing, right, when he came in. But Tony Bennett had a proven track record of doing it as a head coach at a place with less talent. And yeah. so it was much easier for fans 
to kind of swallow the early lumps where Tony Elliott's success has been as a coordinator with superior talent. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm, I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's, again, it's week two, but I, I would like to see some growth and maybe some more embracing of the personnel that we have rather than just like trying to square peg into a triangle-shaped hole on this roster. So, Jordan, it is interesting how we keep finding ourselves on parallel paths here with these, these <laughs> Florida and UVA coaching staffs, like similar thoughts and and like things playing out in different ways. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I always this is one thing that I will like always give Dan Mullen a lot of credit for at Florida was that, or even at Mississippi State, right? Think about the kind of quarterbacks you have to recruit yeah. there and success you have. Like that guy was excellent at taking the pieces that was given to him and putting together an offense that was functional and, and scored points and, and did what you were trying to do. Right. So uh, I'm always a little dubious of the coach who's seems to be more proud of his, his way of doing things than his guys. And I, like I said, way too early to call for any, any of these people, this is game. We've seen right. two or three games at most of these guys and, they got to recruit and they got to like, you know, I think Virginia has some issues at offensive line, which if you have a great offensive line that papers over a whole lot of scheme things that maybe you do or don't do. And I think like that is the case of Florida as well, probably. But um, also like if the entire culmination of your approach is we need to be absolutely dominant on offensive line, then you probably should be Virginia's coach. Cause I doubt you're going to like be a hundred percent dominant on the offensive line at all times. Yeah. And, and again, like, I never played football. I didn't, you know, grow up scheming plays or understanding how how offensive concepts worked to a granular degree or anything. But it just feels uh, maybe misdirected to, like, mm-hmm. recognize, yeah, offensive line is the weakest position group on this side of the ball, yet we will establish the run. Like, if Yeah, we're going to do a thing that re- – that- 100% hinges on that group being like yeah. dominant, not not I just would, nearly good. I would think dominant. it might behoove yeah. you to like try tossing the pill around on the outside, get the ball out quick. Don't uh, don't do stuff that requires your weakest link to carry right. the largest load. Well, and, and to your point, they have the quarterback to do it, which is so you would hate. You know, it seems like we went through a lot of strife in the off season to try to convince him to come back, right, and and make sure that he was on board and. He seems to be on board, and I mean, you, we shared that graphic the other day. He's got one of the lowest quarterback ratings in all of college football right now. This guy threw yeah. for like six thousand yards last year, or something absurd. So, anyway. to be fair, I Jason, think that, that graphic was only Power Five, but the point stands. He's well, yeah, sure. not been himself. Yes, correct, and uh, and it's also I think probably more concerning to see Syracuse have like immediate and great great success. Their quarterback being one of the best rated quarterbacks in the country, power five, Jason, go Dukes. We all know the Dukes quarterback has the best rating in the country right now. Um, I think yes. that actually might be true. No, it is true. That's why I is it? Nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, in, in power five. Uh, so, I mean, I think, you know, the jokes, the jokes write themselves sometimes. So you, yeah. you've got to sit in the paint and take it, but um, well. But it's still go who's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, 
And then Krecky just confirmed the Dukes are on a bye this weekend. The Dukes yeah, are right. idle on Saturday, September 17th. They got you out there, scout team quarterback in. Yeah. Just whether you're Chase around. Bryce, you're, you're 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 pretending to be Chase Bryce. I mean, could you think of a better comparison? I don't think well, there you is. You can definitely see over the line. You got all laser rocket arm. So I'm saying it's quick I'm delivery over the top. I've been I've been carving them this week, so they got to get fire, their stuff together. A fiery competitor, just getting slotted from the pocket. Yeah, I am <laughs> just dialed right now. Um, we should mention, I guess, game day is in Boone this weekend, which will be cool. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Uh, and then they they're throwing Appalachian State on Troy ESPN on Plus, ESPN right? Plus, yeah, and running a uh, a scoreboard conglomerate show during that same window on the mothership. Wow, great job, guys! Love that, love love that. I guess maybe they'll show some some of the game on the scoreboard conglomerate. One would hope. <laughs> okay, driving driving that ESPN Plus traffic with the eyeballs. Let's pick some games. Let's do it. It's time. Oh, once oh, again. Well, I did see. Speaking of picking games, no, first point while we mentioned Appalachian State, uh, Luke Combs of country music fame is the guest mm-hmm. picker this weekend uh, has apparently spent some time around the Mountaineer program already this year. Um, saw, saw some videos of some locker room sing-alongs. Um, so, uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, a guy named Chase Bryce loves some Luke Combs, no. right? I mean, Chase yeah, Bryce is, he is the prototype name for country. Honestly, music what, was, honestly what was the guy's you name? You a choice. Chase Bryce is a country music star's name already, so... Right. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the guy who Virginia Beach Victoria had a thing with. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, back when The Bachelor was really getting it done. On back Ohio, when the pads were popping, man. Oh, the, the pads were really popping back in that, those days. Man, <laughs> I, I miss truly despicable behavior on The Bachelor. It's gotten so, it's gotten so lame. Anyhow, that's, that's for a different podcast, of course. Um, right. uh, number two point about picking games I wanted to real quick. I yeah. am on the Vanderbilt Commodores money line this week. Um, I, at the risk of sabotaging myself, I am two and zero undefeated so far this year. Never lost. Firing live bullets in games involving Vanderbilt. So it's anchor down, brother. We are on the road against Northern Illinois this week uh, with plus odds. So anchor down. I do think, I mean, yeah, Northern Illinois tends to be one of the most more consistent max squads, but, you know, I got a feeling about this Vanderbilt group. Well, I do too. That's that's why I do a little sprinkle. Clark Lee looks like he works out with the team. Yes, and probably, like, to start and finish his day too. Yeah, he runs stadiums. He's a little like if you. I, I actually did this while I was watching the Hawaii game in week zero. I Googled Clark Lee. Uh, yeah. And the the headshot that pops up is from when he was at UCLA, and he looks so much different now. Like, oh, really? Did he have hair? He had he had some of the wispy, like I'm ah. hanging on to this hair, ah. <laughs> um, but also like the skincare routine looked better. Probably had mm. like the this was before a lot of GNC type supplements had entered his body. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. If he's totally natty. When was when was he at UCLA? Probably a while ago. Yeah, I was gonna say because he was at Notre Dame. Let me do this again. 
for a little bit. Sorry, just, you know, figured we'd land the plane here. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll, uh, no, he was at UCLA. He started there as a GA. He was back as a GA three years later, linebackers coach, 2010, 2011. Oh, you're right, though. That picture that does pop up on Wikipedia or whatever it is. I still got it. It's tough. It is. He, you know, he did a good thing embracing the, embracing the dome. He's got a good dome for it. Yeah. A good head shape to come on home, as Bomani says. But yeah, you know, he's been, he's been hand cleaning with the team for sure. Yeah, potentially head coach who looks most like a strength coach is Clark Lee. <laughs> he looks like that. Who was the guy that was Alabama strength coach and went to Georgia and then went to like rehab for a year and now he's like back? Scott Cochran. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. The Really the, the talisman of the genre. <laughs> yes. He blazed the trails a little well, too hard, it sounds it like. It sounds that way. Great word. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, let's All right, do so it. We are now... Uh, picking games for entertainment purposes only that cannot be emphasized enough. Our lawyers want us to reiterate. Our legal um, counsel has advised. Five games against the spread. You know what it is. We are starting in the 3.30 slot. So, Logan, if you need to push a tee time back due to the weather, you got some cushion here before mm. your picks get going. Good to um, know. We've got two at 3.30, <clears throat> the first of which... We are continuing on the BYU Cougar fathers and husbands trail. Uh, they travel to Corvallis or Beaverton or whatever the the region Eugene. of the Eugene. state is. Eugene, you know. Corvallis is Oregon State, though. Yeah. Well, maybe they make a stop in Corvallis. Just maybe. To use the to bathroom. Say. Take a nice take, tour of the, of the PNW. Yeah. Eugene is Eugene is like Portland-ish, I believe. I think that's right. Okay. Anyhow, BYU takes their faith and their experience to Oregon to play the Ducks, who are favored at home by three and a half, and Jason gets to bless us with breaking the seal. <sighs> yeah, I shouldn't take Oregon here. Um, it remains to be seen if Georgia broke them. Um, all the, I mean, they had Eastern Washington last week, who... Admittedly, is a very good FCS team. Um, they play on the gray field, right? Or the they what? red? That's, they play. Is there is there a field red or gray? Red. Okay. Uh, gray is, is uh, hmm, somewhere in the somewhere in the middle of the country. Hmm. I forget. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's a purple and gray team. I forget. Just it straight concrete. Oh, like the purple some, paladins. Some, of Furman. some team. Some team needs to play on straight concrete. Just NFL split <laughs> NFL style. NFL street style. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, sh I don't think I should take Oregon, but I'm going to. Um, okay. I think I don't think they're as bad as Georgia made them look, um, and I think Georgia's going to do that to a lot of teams this year. Um, I also, you know, I like Sanford. I don't, hmm? Like Sanford. Yeah, probably. Um, but uh, I don't love BYU coming off a pretty emotional win last week against Baylor. Um, had to go to double overtime. Maybe Oregon's kind of finding their stride a little bit. Uh, I don't have a lot of logic for you here. Um, this is more, uh, you know, I, I like Oregon at home. I wish it were later in the day and not a 1230 local kick, but, um, 
yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Ducks to to get the full get the full touchdown. Full touchdown. Wow. You only need three and a half. There you go. Um I'll go ahead and take Oregon as well. Uh what BYU did last week was impressive. They were missing their top two receivers. Um, I don't know the status of either the Romney child or the other individual. Um, but I think I they've got... His Puka, Puka Natua, I believe is his name. You're also. a braver man than I am for attempting that because I saw it and I just chose to avoid it completely so <laughs> you were you're more interested in gunner romney that was a, that was more in the in the wheelhouse for yeah i've for, said those words before <laughs> um yeah i think the quick turnaround tough emotional victory um everyone knows i'm an elevation guy in in these matters uh mm-hmm. byu's coming down over 4100 feet closer to sea level to play the ducks uh we saw what happened when Utah had to come down from their high horse uh, into the swamp. So I'm going to go ahead and take Oregon to bounce back and kind of get the ship righted a little bit. Um, okay, I'm going to go BYU here. I don't think Oregon's very good. And I think that BYU did get a little bit lucky last week. I think there was a couple of missed field goals on Baylor's side. Um, that game was not beautiful um, college football, but I, I think there's a chance, a good chance that BYU gets some of their receivers back, which opens up their offense. We saw Oregon be susceptible to um, some catch and run opportunities against uh, Georgia, and they got carved up by Stetson Bennett. And I like Jaron Hall uh, a little bit more in um, BYU's system. So, yeah, I just like BYU. I mean, I think I think BYU is good, and I think BYU has legitimate playoff aspirations like to be to be since this year's cincinnati um their schedule is no joke uh, they are an independent so you know they get to at least for this year um they they get to make their own schedule but they you know they have a strong schedule and if they can run the gauntlet here uh, i think they see like a pretty big carrot out there for them so i'll take uh continued motivation byu that gets some offensive weapons back uh over oregon all right. I, I, I'd like them to win the game. But Ooh, I'll, a I'll, money I'll line sprinkle. I'll gladly enjoy the point. The Puntablos as well. All right. Uh, Logan, you made a reference to not crisp football. Uh, speaking of which, that's a great segue for, for game numero dos. And really kind of this whole slate. Uh, week three is not delivering on paper, but you know what they say. They, that always somehow develops into something nice. So that's true. buckle up, ladies and gents. Um, game number two, Penn State, the Nittany Lions taking to the road and headed to SEC country on the plains to play Auburn in Jordan-Hare, uh, I believe, is the stadium they play in. Penn State road favorites by three points. Uh, they do have a Sean Clifford. Still in in the backfield uh, for the seventh year in a row. Or so. One of those guys. You know, people are saying he's one of those quarterbacks that keeps both teams in the game. They, yeah, they also have a James Franklin, and uh, people have also said similar <laughs> things about him as a coach. <laughs> um, I am 
absolutely fascinated to watch this game, not yeah. for uh, taking in beautiful football or execution, but because I want to see uh, some cars go up in flames. So I'm going to take Auburn in that situation. I feel like that they're also wearing all orange this week. Um, so they got some I don't, uni, I don't think uni, that's uh, mojo on their side. Um, I don't. I, I, I think. I don't think that's true. I think they. I think they were teasing that. I think they They might be wearing some extra orange, but they oh they teased their colors out like the 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 three dots, and I think it was a little underwhelming. Based All right. On well, now I'm not prepared to make an educated pick, but I'll still take Auburn because I feel like a hammer fight of a game would favor the home team. Uh, in this situation, especially, I will take Auburn, but not feel great about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think Auburn. This game, this could be uh, like if Penn State wins, like handily. This could be the last game Brian Harson is the coach, uh, just because it seems like the vibes are not strong there, but. Jordan, not unlike you, I have a tough time with like legitimate SEC environment getting points. Um, that whole that, that whole situation. Penn State isn't exactly. If it was Ohio State, uh, even if it was Michigan, I might think differently um, in this game. But Penn State doesn't necessarily scare me. I mean, I mean Penn State should have lost to Purdue on the road week right. one. Yes, and I would like to think. Auburn's got better Jimmy Jimmy's and Joe's than Purdue. Yeah, does. I, I would I would imagine this is a lowish scoring game. Uh, I, I think Auburn's defense is always, you know, pretty good, um, but I have some concerns the play calling and quarterback play. But I, I think I share those concerns um, with Penn State too. I mean, these teams could be kind of similar to be honest. They're good good running backs, uh, quarterbacks that keep both teams in the games, coaches who aren't who have spotty records to and fro, although, I mean, Franklin has obviously done a fine job. So anyhow, I, I guess uh, this is all to say, begrudgingly, I'll take Auburn here just because you're getting some points at home like that. Um, I, I bet it's going to be a fun environment. And like I said, fascinating matchup. It'll be a fun one to watch. This is this is your CBS game this week also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I wish it were somebody that I could have a little bit more confidence in than Penn State, but I am going to take Penn State. I think, yeah, I think I've always been a little bit higher on James Franklin than you guys have been, while also acknowledging that he is clearly not um, without his faults. But sure, um, yeah, I think he won like ten games at Vanderbilt twice. I mean, the dude clearly knows what's going on. That's what that's kind of always brother. Always been what I look at. I don't think. I don't think he's been bad at Penn State. I, don't, I think he's kind of been where Penn State is set up to be right now. Like, like it or not, Penn State is not Georgia or Clemson or Ohio State. They just, right. they're just kind of there, and and he's he's fulfilled all those expectations. Um, I'm I am less convinced of Brian Harson, and um, they've yeah, they're I pretty just unproven. To be clear, an Auburn pick. Is not an endorsement of how I feel That's about right. Parsons. No, it's very reasonable. I would never really ascribe situational. I would never ascribe such a thing. Matchup um, dependent. But I mean, Auburn's played Mercer and San Jose State so far this year. 
Um, and they really let San Jose State kind of hang around and move the they, ball. They won 24-16, which must have just been an atrocity of football. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think both of these teams are by far the most talented team that they've each faced this year. And I, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I am going to take I am going to take Penn State to clear the three points at Jordan-Hur. I dig that. Jason, that's a good point you make about uh, the best team they will have faced this year because that makes for also compelling entertainment value. Just like, oh, these these guys are faster Whoa, and bigger. They're going so fast. It's like us. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, get excited for that, folks. Uh, game three will move into the post-sunset in some areas of the country. Um, 7 p.m. kick. We are taking it to an ACC host where Texas Tech goes to the Wolfpack of NC State. These, uh, are, some, these are some weird matchups. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is weird, yeah. Week three. We got two more after it that are weird. Yeah. So. They don't get any more normal on the way out. Well, and so here's the thing. Like, you look at them on paper, <clears throat> and they're not bad brand names. Yeah. But none of these teams have their fastball right now. And so that's a bummer. They're all just all over the place. But it's also well, Texas A&M sure. might have their fastball. To be honest, it just might be you know a very not be the fastball. Very, they're topping out very, at eighty four, and that's very that. slow. They're the Jamie Moyer of college yeah. football. They're, um, they're going to be around. Jamie for a Moyer, long Greg time. Maddox, but if they can't locate, it's it's all over. <laughs> Junk bullet. Uh, okay, I think I'm up here. We got Texas Tech at NC State. Yeah, Oof. NC State favored by ten at home. I don't want to be seduced by a good Texas Tech performance last week and a bad NC State performance two weeks ago. NC State should have lost. 100 million percent should have lost EC. Oh, yes. Uh, in, in week one. But they did not. They sneaked by. I think they maybe got a little right last week. Um, I, I, I don't know that Texas Tech is completely settled at who's playing quarterback for them. Uh, NC State's defense is pretty good. NC State's quarterback it will be better. I think Texas Tech is down to give up some points. I'm going to go to NC State here at home. Uh, big time get right game, covering the 10 points. Let's go like, uh, you know, 34 17 or something like that. All right. An exact score pick. I like the, the courage. <laughs> Logan's getting He's listening to all these podcasts. I've listened to numerous podcasts. <laughs> you no, and Buddy Elliott are 34-17. No, I don't I don't think. I mean, I just it's I, I don't think NC State should have, now that they've been jolted awake from their slumber, should have too many problems with Texas Tech. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Jordan or with uh, Logan, whoever that is. Um Fair. I uh yeah, yeah, Texas Tech looked really, I don't say really good, but pretty good against Houston. They beat them in double overtime, but I think same same thing as earlier, a little bit of an emotional come down. They got to come, you know, half a country away um, and play a, a pretty a pretty talented NC State team. Like, that's that's a pretty good team. They got the dudes um, that I agree I think is, is kind of getting right after a very sloppy trip to East Carolina. But, um, yeah, I think I think they have enough to cover. Hmm. I think I am going to take Texas Tech here. Um, tens a lot of points. NC State 
historical underperformers, underachievers. Um, I do like I'm looking. Texas Tech only gives up 70 yards on the ground a game. NC State likes to run the ball. Um, even if you are able to run the ball successfully, that keeps the clock rolling. We like that when we're getting points. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, and if Texas Tech's still running kind of a high-paced up-and-at-em up offense, that is more similar to what NC State faced against ECU than it sure. is whatever they saw against Charleston Southern last week. So... I'll take Texas Tech. Would love to get a push in week three. That'd be fun for the spreadsheet. Put a new color on there. We could get two. Yeah, it, it certainly is or possible. Or three. Or three. <laughs> Look at all these lines without hooks. Um, but yeah, I, I won't. I also just like don't love putting a consensus pick on NC State. NC State. Dave yeah, Doran. no, I get that. I, I totally. Future Nebraska coach Dave Doran. It's, it's tough. Right. It's tough when you're in the pivot seat and, the, and going third and you. You have to battle reality. Well, it got me Iowa State last week, and I that's, am thankful that, for that. That's true. So. <laughs> um, I, do you ever think that sometimes the era in which we grew up in as college football fans had a very fun version of Texas Tech um, prominently featured? Do you ever think that that clouds the way that you yeah. like maybe root for teams or think? I mean, I don't know. For Absolutely. some reason, like I always think it's like Texas Tech is always striving to get back. To, to just flinging it all over Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I mean, they throw the for sunny or whatever in the game. So far, yeah, I mean, so. they still they still kind of do that. And a lot of teams still kind of do that. But I just think like they've been down for a while now, and it's like why why can't I like adjust myself to Texas Tech? Like their ideal maybe isn't that anymore, right? They they don't we, have uh, to do that, but I just I demand that they do that because I see Michael Crabtree catching that ball against Texas yeah. on the sideline and going in the end zone, and it's you know that that's, that's that was cool. We touched on this a little bit with Boise, the Boise State talk last sure. week or the week before. Of just like it's hard to, it's hard to chisel out of your head. Like, yeah, the the high school late nights watching the like, oh yeah, this was awesome. Like, injecting offense into your veins. But right, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. With you. Anyhow, I was just I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, oh. I mean, a, like AP voters still have that issue with USC for for a lot of years. So that's true. And Texas to a degree, but you know, Jason, no shade as, as our Texas guy. Lifelong All Texas right. one. Jason Greg. Yes. Noted Texas guy. You and Matt McConaughey, brothers in arms. Um, as has often Matt. been said. Game four. Again, two brand names. Um, maybe don't quite have the fastball humming quite yet, but uh, we've got Michigan State going to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Huskies of Washington. Uh, Washington favored by three and a half. Jason gets to start. Oh, I hate this. That's a very strange line to me. Um, what would be a more sensible line to you, Jason? It's strange to me that Washington is – I'm going to take Michigan State. It feels like – it feels like Michigan State should be favored in this game. But I guess I don't have any like hard and fast reasons for that. Um, you believe in Peyton Thorne and them boys. I mean, when have I not? Um, well, their defense did give up like 900 yards through the air every game last year. Fair. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting going against Penix. 
Um, Penix, Penix. Penix for sure. Definitely Penix. Penix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a terrible joke. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he give, he gives Washington some firepower they haven't had in a bit, but um, I don't know. I I feel like Washington is probably going in the right direction, but I yeah, I, I think. I mean, yeah, I mean I new coach situation, right? Yeah. What? New coach, new quarterback. Yeah. You know, right, right. it's, it's a on from play. Jimmy Lake. It's yeah. a new era, um, but I, I think Michigan State's. You know, they're they're never really what they seem like they should be, but they're still a very good football team. Um, yeah. So I am going to take. Yeah, I'm going to take the Spartans. I have not discovered a reason not to. Jason, I will join you. Um, I like Mel Tucker. I like what he brings yeah. to the field, to the locker room. Um, should be noted that Washington is also trotting out former Virginia Cavalier Wayne Talapapa in that backfield. Wow. Um, the he's their, their lead rusher so far on the season. Um, yeah, I don't know that either of these teams have played an opponent to this point this season that really gives us a good idea of who they are. Um, but I will take Michigan State and the fact that their brand of football should travel pretty well, which is is the B1G hard, hard nose, play some defense, maybe throw a disappointing interception or two, um, but still get out of there with a dub. So I'll take Michigan State. Yeah, I'll go ahead and make it a consensus. So I was really trying to talk myself into wanting to take Washington, but I just think there's too many unknowns from a stability standpoint with Washington still kind of a new crew. Um, it seems like uh, Mel Tucker's kind of at least has some continuity established. Michigan State at quarterback, um, they got a bunch of Florida transfers on defense, so you know they're down to give up some points. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess – I begrudgingly again i'll go michigan state but i think that like if you line these rosters up you would probably take michigan states so um you know jordan like you were saying from a brand of football standpoint it's not like michigan state is doing anything too exotic uh that i can that i could really tell you about um and and for that matter i don't think washington is either i have some concerns about michigan state's defense still but I don't think Washington is necessarily the team that's just going to like absolutely pick on you to death just yet. So, uh, but Washington, I think, you know, I'd be interested in buying some stock in Washington. I like Kalen DeBoer. Um, I like their positioning within the PAC 12 or whatever that PAC 10, 12 thing looks like moving forward. Um, you know, we've seen Washington be like consistent top 10 playoff ish team fairly recently. So uh, you know, I've, I've always kind of favored them a little bit and maybe root for them a bit. Yeah. There's I think, unnecessary pieces of analysis for you. I think it's, it's more fun when Washington is good. Um, sure. but I think maybe they're a year or two off them yeah. being in the, the still implementing phase, if you will. Correct. All right. And I will. Now at 9 PM, we get the creme de la creme. Jewel oh, of the evening. Wait till 9 p.m. for this. Imagine. In College Station, Texas. <laughs> Featuring, again, two great brand names. Two coaches who have secured fat stacks 
of cash for their future. Um, Miami, Texas A&M in the barn. A&M home favorites by six whole points. And I, I really want to take Miami here. <laughs> like they just have, they have not played any dudes. They played. And they haven't Cookman. looked. They haven't looked great while doing it. They played Bethune Cookman and mm. Southern Mississippi, who has been in the news for other reasons this week. Um, and and that Southern Miss game was seven to three, with like two minutes to go in the first half, and I think Miami busted off a big play and scored right before halftime to take the lead going into. To, to the half. And then I think they scored on a flea flicker the first drive of the second half to like kind of break it open a little bit. And they pulled away, but yeah, just, it's been, it's been not awesome. like, I, I look at these two rosters. I trust Tyler Van Dyke more than I do Haynes King with the football. Sure. I don't know. However, like just athletes wise, Miami probably doesn't face a defense like Texas A&M's um, all season, potentially, unless they get some weird Florida State's might be really good. I think Florida State's defense might be good. But, yeah, your point largely stands. Yeah. So so I'm going to fade my earlier instinct. I'm going to take A&M, bounce back for my App State uh, crowd to their advantage. But, boy, would it be frisky if if things like – like a 13 to nothing early deficit because Texas A&M is not built to come back from that. So no, um, not with Haynes King. I don't, they are so unproductive on offense. It's yeah. Which is why I'm fading myself. Astonishing. And A&M. Fading myself. <laughs> um, I'm going to take A&M as well. I, I think A&M is coming in a little undervalued in this game, just based on the optics of what happened last week. It was not impressive. It did not go well, <laughs> but I also think that there is maybe a case that that was a bad game and that might be the bad game they played this year. Um, Miami's I, also going to be without their leading receiver, correct? Correct. Who is by all accounts, the only person that Van Dyke likes to throw to and has built rapport with Van Dyke's been off this year. It would appear um, compared to last year, you know, he seemed more comfortable in the offense. I, Miami seems to be a little banged up at receiver and at running back, um, which might be contributing to some of Tyler Van Dyke's early season, like not quite living up to expectations. Um, but hey, man, you signed up for the Mario Cristobal offensive experience. You're going to get it, right? That mm-hmm. seems to be um, how it's going. I think this will be a bit of a rock fight. I just think that like Texas A&M's defense will keep them in the game, and eventually they'll um, they'll be able to uh, generate some enough points here to get the win and, and pull away a little. Can you backdoor cover if you're the favorite? <laughs> kind of like I think stum- there's a different term for that, but front door front door cover front boat door race. We'll do some uh, sailboat race. Maybe maybe this is a sailboat race, <laughs> and they win like you know seventeen to ten, 10. and it's like ooh yeah we did we it. Did we it. scored a touchdown. Great teams cover. Pick- you got to pick six, you know, Van Dyke's taking the team down the field at the very end and just pick six or something like that. But you could get, a, uh, yeah. get an Iowa 17, which would be like five field goals and a safety. 
That's true. The gentleman. Uh, that's way the too gentleman. The Hawkeye seventeen. It would definitely be. It would be like. It would be like four field goals, and they'd run what back. One of those one point safeties that you like act, yeah. that like can only happen if you uh, fair catch an onside kick and then right, you know, or like get a you, free uh, kick from like the sixty. Yeah, you, you run run back a point after and the Doug Flutie drop kick. Yeah, much much like Jordan said earlier, my my pick in this game is not an endorsement of the Texas A and M experience or what they got going on. I do think it would be objectively really hilarious if Texas oh, yeah. A um lost this game because it would get so sweaty as they head into SEC West play, uh, having, <laughs> having two losses, um, back to back at home like that. So, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, just before Jason, sorry to cut you off here, but no, while we're on that thread, Logan, they lose to Miami, they go to one and two on the season, mm-hmm. heading into a home game against currently number 10, Arkansas. Sam Pittman's got that thing humming. Shout out to yeah, him. Yeah, Arkansas looks good. They they're making a bit of a liar out of me. Then they go at Mississippi State. If you're That's one and not four, nothing. If you're one and three at that point, that game's a coin flip. Um, yeah. Especially if it's like a nooner or a one. PM. Mississippi State's defense is good too. Side note. All right, so we we say we somehow survive Mississippi State. We're two <laughs> and three. Then we go to Alabama. Thoughts and prayers. Probably shouldn't shouldn't be, yeah. Especially after this off season and and <laughs> and, and last year. Last year. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> then we get a bye week to lick our wounds. Then it's at South Carolina, home against Ole Miss, home Florida, at Auburn, a respite with UMass coming to town, and then LSU at home to finish it out. So that's a friendly finish of the season for them. It but is. it's a little you know, but LSU could be could be too little, too late. Depending LSU on LSU could be a better version of themselves, and I mean, I guess Florida could be a better version of themselves too. Florida and A and M have played some slugfest games since A and M has joined the conference as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very interesting, Jordan. Very interesting. You bring so up a lot of very your good points. Aggie's schedule twenty twenty two. Thank you. As, as much as I would love to start that stretch off with a second straight loss at home uh, for a coach that is currently getting $95 million come hell or high water. And it's Dove uh, season right now. You know he's not focused on football. That's right. Um, but I do I do think they'll bounce back. I think they'll yeah. – they still have – yeah, I think they still have the talent. They still have the defense. Yeah, unless, unless Miami – do they play Florida State this year? They play them every year. Do they? Okay. I don't know the – the that's their crossover. permanent crossover. That's their permanent. Yeah, that's their right. permanent ACC. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, this will this will be the best defense they face until then for sure. Um, and yeah, they are wildly untested and going into what will be, I'll be interested to see how the how the ticket sales and how the environment is with the the air sucked out of the balloon last week. But a notoriously difficult environment to play in. Um, so I will take the Aggies. Let's get a fight in Texas Texas Aggies. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure please, y'all, I'm sure y'all sure practice will be very well practice. attended. Everybody will bring their dates to the game, and it'll be fine. Old Rock, yeah. Old Rock will have a story about a, a Miami a guy from Miami. Just man, I am so thankful I didn't go to a school like that. Cult like, school. 
I mean, listen, I feel like UVA gets ragged on for certain things, and they are not near as ragonable as they're not nearly like, as crazy. Well, five they're, five dudes in in overalls. There are there are quirky college traditions that are like yes. pretty cheesy and lame, but also delightful college traditions. Yeah, and, all and then there are college traditions UVA, where you're just like, this is creepy, and that's it. <laughs> I think UVA definitely has some like weird. This is kind of creepy. We should maybe not publicize this one. Or these handful, but it's Which not. Which ones are those? those Can we run those through those? Are right not, no? right. Sorry, what? I I'll said, answer. Wait, wait, which them. ones are those? Can we run through those? Some of the well, secret I mean, society stuff is like, a little weird. The secret, the secret society stuff, like I could take it or leave it. It's more the like right. the worship of Thomas Jefferson and like the weird mm -hmm. figures that like yes. traipse around the lawn on his birthday type, just like. All right, guys, we probably don't. But so, like, there's definitely, like, weird cultish stuff that happens there, but it's much less widely accepted than the yell practice is at Texas A&M, is what I'm getting at. No, that's that's 100% right. So. The, the, the like, terror, I mean, I understand that, like, they do the same, it's, like, the same script every week at the yell practice like more or less like they tell a story about old rock and they call the other team stupid and it's like it's what it is but it's just it's like it, it falls so flat when like the guy like trips over his words and like can't, can't get him out and the crowd's just like eh, you hear like this light yeah. murmur from the crowd but then you look at the crowd and there's like hundred thousand people there you're like what is going on this is crazy so and they're hey. all excited to be there. like so i i guess enough time had passed to where I viewed my last Yale practice video from last season or the year before that, yes. to yeah. where I, I saw this clip floating around on Twitter from last week a few times, and I hadn't watched it all the way through. And in my mind, it's like, oh, this is one of those things, like early in the year, we take our newly enrolled freshmen to, and we teach them how to cheer at the football game. And then they like pan to the stands, and there is every generation of yes. American history represented in those bleachers. Um, so that brought it, you know, much, much more cultish real quick for me. I was reminded of how cringy it was. So, yeah. Anyhow, go Absolutely. A&M. Cover for us. We yeah, have a consensus it. pick. Jimbo on. and them boys. Bring home the bacon. Okay. A little bit of a, seems, seems like a skinny week, which means weird things will happen as we, as we've previously noted. Looking excited. I'm excited to get back on winning. Back to my winning ways. Um, I'm excited for you. Renewed focus, sharpened mental approach. That's right. A lot of time I'm on the train. Excited to have you back. I've been I've just taking the train just so I can just grind podcasts. You know, right? <laughs> That's how it goes. But just advanced uh, statistics washed over you on the right. train. Right. I just like read the first four paragraphs of the Bill Connolly article that I'm not allowed to read anymore of because I'm not an ESPN 360. Hmm. Wait, is that an ESPN Plus thing? Do you yep. get ESPN Insider if you have Plus? Yeah. Oh, what would we be doing? I would hope you do. I think Jason says you do confidently. So. I believe that's the case, yeah. It should be the case. They, they should I think like my ESPN idea. Plus is through my Hulu, and I don't know how those login things transfer. That's true. That crossover to. might. You might have to have exclusively ESPN Plus for it. I think also, I it's some real BS that I I I pay for like the top flight of Hulu live TV and any like Hulu streaming original content I want to watch, I still get ads. I have to pay up 
for Hulu Premium on that side of things. Oh, yeah. Bill, can you? Man. That but if they terrible. want to throw some sponsorship dollars at me, I'll, I'll throw it in a circle for the right Absolutely. price. <laughs> Just like the train in Miami. Um, I, I will also say uh, YouTube TV has a nice feature. I don't know if any of you guys have YouTube TV or if this is new this year or not, but they have, they like cut, if you record, set a game to record, it like cuts its own highlight and it will like, well, you can just, you can either watch the recording or you can watch the um, big, they call it like big plays or whatever. And it's, it'll be like 25 big plays from the game that was like most of the scoring plays and, you know, certain like interceptions. And I don't know, it was, it was it's really nice. It's it like, there'll be like a minute, minute and a half clips each. So you see the plays and a couple of replays and then it'll move on to the next one. But kind of a nice way to digest the game instead of just... Did- didn't they introduce the like quad picture in picture this year too? They said that they did, but that might only be on if you're running YouTube TV through Apple TV device or something. Oh. I wasn't sure. It does not appear to be available to me on my Roku device, but mm. uh, that doesn't mean that they aren't going to push that out. But I think a lot of people have Roku's too, so I, I'm not uh, I'm not giving up hope. I don't have right. a giant TV, but I would I would love to immerse the boy in 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 you know quad <laughs> screen. Just sensory eyes peeled from, a, from an early age. Do you see this the simulated call, pressure? Yeah, this is what we call covers match. <laughs> okay, all right, we're done here. We good? Think so. You guys yeah. got anything else? Any words of wisdom? Jason, the dog go to bed. Guys. No, She's uh, crashed over on the couch. Yeah. Mm. Love that for Good her. Good dog. Yep. All right. This is the Wheel Route Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us as always. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. You can get, uh, you can go to thewheelroute.com. I apologize. Uh, and stream the show. Uh, and I believe there's a link there to the pick spreadsheet so you can back check um, our, for entertainment only uh, picks that we're feeding you guys. Um, but yeah, otherwise get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, we love you all. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Hey, go Dukes. Go Dukes.